Good morning, Pastor Steve here with another segment of Leftovers. These are from January the 31st. If you'll remember, on January 31st, I talked about the, uh, the woman that was caught in adultery and was dragged before Jesus. I want to go back and read part of that again today where we started in John chapter 7. I invite you right now to pause this for a moment, go get your own Bible so that you can read it with me. I'll be using the New International Version. Picking up in John chapter 7, verse 1. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee, purposely staying away from Judea because the Jews were there waiting to take his life. But when the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, You ought to leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourselves to the world, for even his own brothers did not believe in him. Therefore Jesus told them, The right time for me has not yet come. For you, any time is right. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me, because I testify to what it does is evil. You go to the feast. I'm not yet going up to this feast, because for me the right time has not yet come. Having said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, after his brothers had left for the feast, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the feast the Jews were watching for him, and were asking, Where is the man? Among the crowds there was a widespread whispering about him. Some said, He's a good man. Others replied, No, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the Jews. Here's what I want to talk about. Remember, this is held the Feast of Tabernacles, and in the Feast of Tabernacles I mentioned Sunday morning, the Jewish males were required to go up to the temple. They were required to go to this feast, if you will. Here, Jesus' brothers go, and they invite Jesus to go, but he purposely says, no, I'm not going yet. doesn't say he's not going. The word yet's in there. It says, it's not my time yet. The brothers went. Did you notice the scripture that said that the brothers did not believe in him? I've just got questions, and, and here's some of the questions. Why did Jesus not go with them? And I come down with one answer. He didn't go with them because they didn't believe in him. And he didn't go because it wasn't the time that was right. The brothers went. Should they have? Well, they were instructed to by law. But here's the question. Did they go with the right attitude if they went not believing in Jesus Christ? And he was going to go up later, and we know what happened then. That's when he gave his speech, I am the living water. Come to me if you want to have life, for I will give you life that will flow out of your belly, if you will, in the living waters. Jesus didn't go with them because his time wasn't right and he knew that they doubted him. And maybe it was because he didn't want to be in that atmosphere. Just a question for you. How do you approach worship? How do you come on Sunday morning or even to this leftover segment, how do you approach it? Do you approach it reverently? Do you approach it expecting God to speak to you? Do you approach it in a way that you're open so that God can work in you? Or do we approach it from our own set of ideas like 
Jesus' brothers did here. Jesus went to the feast. Miracles happened. People were changed. Grace was shown. A woman was forgiven. Eternal life was set forth. We still read about it today. It was a wonderful, miraculous time. But Jesus went with the proper attitude. What is our attitude when we come to worship? Maybe I could even broaden that a little bit. What is our attitude when we come to God? Do we really believe that God can do far abundantly, above and beyond anything we can hope, dream, or imagine? And do we give Him the opportunity to do that in our life, in our worship service? Or do we come expecting, well, this is what I'm going to get, and this is all I'm going to get, and I'm going to leave then, and that's it. How would our worship services changed if we broadened our mind, if we opened our minds and allowed revival to truly work in us, in our lives, and in our minds in the way we live today? That's all for now. Hope to see you Sunday at 1030. Have a great day.